Certainly one question worth asking about our gospel today is, why does Jesus expose one miracle, the woman who is healed of her hemorrhage, which was done in secret, and tells the entire crowd? And yet, on the other hand, does everything he can to keep secret the raising of this girl from the dead? He takes out all the people in the room and reminds everyone to not talk anything about this rising from the dead. So why does Jesus make manifest a hidden miracle and make hidden a manifest miracle? One explanation for this is that Jesus is so moved by the faith of this woman that he desires to hold that faith up as an example for all of us to imitate, for the entire crowd to imitate. It was faith that led the woman to trust that she could be healed by just touching his garments. Faith is what led her to abandon all worldly means which had failed her and to seek God alone. And faith is what led her to respond with fear and trembling, the right kind of reverence for us to approach God. However, there's other reasons why faith can be important. Now, one thing important about this story that we need to understand, the more significance of what Jesus did in these healing miracles, is it's important to remember the Jewish concept of cleanliness. One of the worst things you could do in terms of being with the community is to touch someone who was unclean. Now, specifically, there's two types of uncleanliness here. The first is the woman with the hemorrhage. Because of her condition, she would be forbidden from worshiping God in the temple, in anywhere in the temple area. If you touched a woman with a hemorrhage, you would also become unclean. So because of this, this woman really was cut off from the community. There's not much you could do. You're stuck. That's why she spent all of her means trying to be healed. But the worst type of uncleanliness that you could receive is by touching a dead body. So the incredible, impactful thing that we're confronted with today is Jesus, who's a Jew. He's subject to these cleanliness laws. He is touched by a woman who's unclean and, furthermore, touches a dead body, which is incredible. Everybody who would have seen it knew exactly what would have happened contracted uncleanliness. The only problem is when he touched the dead body, they were no longer dead. It's the holiness and the cleanness of God is so overwhelming that when holiness and cleanliness comes into contact with unholy and unclean things, it's actually the power of God that makes holy and clean those that were unclean. That's the incredible power of Jesus Christ in a great witness to his power, who he is as God. God's holiness and cleanliness is irresistible, and it overcomes all things, even death. Faith is integral when we try to understand what the kingdom of God is. If you ever taken a moment and tried to imagine, okay, Jesus is trying to set up a kingdom, and yet things don't look like a typical kingdom. 
Where's the throne? Where's the castle? Where are all the armies? Now the Jews knew this. They had been under Roman occupation for quite some time. There were prophecies that the Messiah would rule over everything. They thought Jesus was this Messiah. They thought that their enemies were the Romans. They were thinking in strictly earthly terms. They didn't have eyes of faith to see the true kingdom being set up. However, even though many thought that the threat the Jews faced, that the enemy of the Jews was the Romans, Christ taught something different. Through the eyes of faith, we can see the true kingdom he tried to establish and actually succeeded. I shouldn't say tried. Here we are, right? This welcome to the kingdom of God. You are part of the Catholic Church. Now, if Christ were an earthly king, he would have come in glory, in battle array, with all the hosts and armies of heaven to swiftly dispatch all the Roman legions. But Christ's kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. Because his kingdom is in heaven, his enemies are sin and death. So what weapons does a king equip himself with to fight such enemies? He took our body, our lowly nature prone to sin, and the cross, the most shameful death. He took all sin upon himself, nailed it to the tree, and in one swift act destroyed sin and death forever. His enemies are not any earthly things. They're solely the things that he did not create, namely sin and death. That's why when we approach death, we have to be careful when we say it's God's will, when someone has died. God may have permitted that, but we have to remember that God never created death. It was not part of his original plan. And that helps us keep death in context, understand there is a tragedy here, but we also have hope in the resurrection. So this faith allows this woman to be healed, which is what we need. We need faith in order to come into contact with divine power and for the holiness of God to make holy the unholiness of us. It's faith that's required. That's why this woman's act is so important. She teaches us how we can receive the great gift of God. Faith is the thing that allows us to see the kingdom of God for what it really is, this heavenly establishment that destroys sin and death forever. But faith also makes us whole into one united community. Now, for some years, I've contemplated this mystery in the gospel, and I haven't found anybody talk about this at all, so I have no idea if it's true. But if it's not true, it ought to be. How many years did the woman have the hemorrhage for? Twelve? How old is this girl? Can anybody think of an event that could happen to a woman that would lead to a hemorrhage? Maybe something like childbirth. Is that a possibility? I think it is. So this miracle is actually more than just a double healing. It strikes me in the gospel that when Jesus casts out the crowds and the people and he brings in Peter, James, and John, he also brings in the girl's parents, plural. What mother would leave their dying or dead girl while dad went out to look for Jesus to heal this girl? No, mom. You wouldn't leave your child. 
So is it possible that this very woman who is healed of her hemorrhage is also this little girl's mother? And being cut off from the community was merely trying to be healed and come into contact with Jesus. So not only could she be healed of her hemorrhage, but finally be with her family, be with the community itself. I think it's something we need to take seriously. If it's not true, it ought to be. So not only is this woman healed of her hemorrhage, but she is reunited with her family and her daughter is raised all in the same day. It's a pretty big deal. So faith does a lot for us. Faith is the response needed so that when we encounter God's holiness, everything not holy in us is made holy. Faith is the response necessary to see the true kingdom of God, which has dominion even over sin and death. And faith also allows us to be incorporated into a community because through faith, we become believers in the very same thing. It's the same goal that leads us to the same place. That's the importance of faith. And the beauty about an act of faith is that whether you're an atheist or a believer, the thing about death, it makes you confront this question. The atheist often says, well, I can never believe in God or I can never believe in a faith because you can't prove it. Well, guess what? You can't prove there's not one either. So when death approaches, everyone, the faithful person and the unfaithful person, must face this and contemplate what the thing is past death. Is this the end or is it not the end? And being a Catholic priest, despite all the difficulties in the world, despite the nature of the culture, the difficulties trying to raise a family in a culture like today, seeing all the people leaving faith and not doing righteous acts, but very unrighteous acts, it can be a bit depressing. But as a Catholic priest, it is a beautiful privilege I have to be at people's bedsides as they are dying and see the effects of that end point, see the effects of death. And maybe having anointed 150, 200 people, I have been so encouraged because maybe one out of 150, 200 people that I've anointed as they died, only one was I deeply concerned about. All the others manifest such awesome faith, contrition, anticipation to see God. It was amazing. So this should give us hope. This faith that raises people from the dead this faith that leads us to the kingdom of God and the faith that unites us as one community is a great gift from our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. And so it's in the name of this faith that we all stand and begin to profess what we believe in our creed.